गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज आई एम योर होस्ट प्रियंका ओझा थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस आई होप यू हैव फाइन लिसनिंग टू द सेशन एज वेल एज प्रॉबेबली गेट टू नो समथिंग मोर अबाउट दिस पर्टिकुलर प्रोफेशन सो येट अगेन थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग स्टे ट्यून्ड एंड हैव फन very very warm welcome to another episode of people's stories uh, i'm your host priyanka and today we have in the studio rushi raj singh i'm super excited and thrilled to have you rushi thank you so much for joining thanks priyanka for having me this is my probably the first podcast so please <laughs> uh let me know if it goes the other way <laughs> No, I'm sure it will not because we are going to talk about you. So, uh, so I think it will be fantastic. And for people who are listening, so basically, Rushi is working as a security consultant here in Berlin uh, with Amazon Web Services, and he has had a very uh, substantial work experience from past as well, where he's worked in India, he's worked in UAE, and now he's moved to uh, Germany. So we'll talk about the work dynamics and everything else. But before we get into details. let's get to know you a little more so how would you introduce yourself so i would like to describe myself as a global traveler uh first to give you a precise i was changed like eight different schools while i was in uh the state of gujarat because my dad worked with the government of india ah okay so after that uh, i was put into a hostel in madhya pradesh with a very sweet little school called delhi college it has a history of about 150 years old So I did my uh my my plus 2 from there and then I w- moved to Vellore in Tamil Nadu to mm-hmm. pursue my engineering in uh, uh electronics and communications. Okay. So four years in there that was the first time I stayed put for a singular place for four years that was in <laughs> before that there was not a singular place that I would be like living in constantly. Okay. okay. So Vellore was my first home and yeah. then uh, work took me to different parts of India. I have traveled length and breadth all the way from Jammu and Kashmir to Ken- Kerala, Kanyakumari outside. So yeah wow. that's why I call myself a global traveler. <laughs> all right perfect. So um paint a picture of how you were when you were were a kid like were you a naughty child or were you absolutely. like absolutely <laughs> my parents had a handful like you know while i was there and my dad uh, had to be uh, very i would say you know strict in terms of discipline so that i i stay put to the ground mm. else i would be my cousins used to call me squirrel i was jumping oh, here okay. and there <laughs> so i used to i loved climbing trees because my dad was with the forest department we used to stay in this massive massive places two or three acre and there was this one tiny bungalow in between like and that entire place was surrounded with lush beautiful trees and nurseries and stuff like that so yeah. i had my childhood uh, roaming around uh, those trees climbing them up and falling yeah. from them uh, so did you usually around. tend to like stay alone or were you always like surrounded by people and you know a group person uh, both because the place was exquisitely built for government employees so it was uh-huh. mostly surrounded by people working over there uh, so okay. and this hmm. i when i say surrounded by people it was not the kids it was more the uh, grown ups yeah so i i tend to like you know whatever i have absorbed or i have grown up to become i have observed people and then mm. inculcated those kind of things in my day to day life so you were an observant kid then always <laughs> i was always curious about things always That's first nice. it was toys so i used to rather than playing with them i used to break them to see is like what is there so that you know yeah. this works like this so i used oh, to I love see. trains i used to love uh, <laughs> uh going on uh, you know i would rather be interested in going to a garage than driving a car 
because I wanted to know how this thing works actually. Wow, that's so, nice. All yeah. right. And were you like a kid who used to score or were you a backbencher? I was always a backbencher. But <laughs> in terms of scoring, I was uh, somewhere between 75 and 80 percentile. Mm. So not super high on academics where people, you know, uh, very focused on academics with 90 percent, 95 percentage. But not uh, at the back uh, bencher perspective. So yeah. like, you know, this is 60 percent and yeah, not, yeah. not that kind of kid as well. But uh, as I said, you know, being a backbencher gives you a kind of confidence to bounce back. And I was always into sports. Mm. So the sports kind of taught me that, okay, you fail once, you fail twice, but third time you will bounce back up again. Mm. And that is what is more important in life than being, uh, I would say, the ace at academics. Absolutely. Actually, that's a very good, uh, that's a very good advice because typically people tend to, you know, think that, okay, if I'm not scoring well, my life is, you know, is gone. But it doesn't doesn't happen that way, actually. I I would rather ask... uh, uh, someone that okay how many people have asked you that how much you scored in 10th and 12th yeah uh, or in in your engineering what is your cgpa in your new environment then about what actually you are learning up currently yeah so what you score doesn't matter and i've seen people fail spectacularly who are acing it in academics yeah. uh, you know failing spectacularly big time in their life yeah so it is better to be an all-round uh you know all-rounder rather than uh, just going about one field uh, absolutely growing up totally agree i mean you can always you always have the opportunity to kind of take your life wherever you want to so scores only the scores are not things that matter so Having said that, we don't say that you know you should not yeah, study, study and not score. You should study, <laughs> you should but study. pay attention to sports as well because it will teach you much more than what books will ever teach you. Practical advices, yes. yeah, yes. for sure. I also wanted to know that um, when you were growing up, like when you were in school, did you already like had an inclination towards doing engineering and becoming an engineer or was it like everybody was doing and you know you were following no i had an inclination because as i said i was always curious about the things i was mm. curious about the mechanics of things okay and that kind of paved a natural progression towards uh, what i wanted to do first it was mechanical mm. and then it was aeronautical mm. and then it was something that uh, the electronics kind of fascinated me in the later part of my plus twos so Tell me what do you like? What does a security consultant do? And then also kind of try to uh, tie it up to your bachelor's and master's, and you know how it's connected. So I work as a security consultant with uh, Amazon Web Services, hmm. and I'm responsible for making sure that my clients stay secure, their workloads are secure on uh, our platform. Hmm. That means that any of the transaction that they do in terms of finance, in terms of information, in terms of data is okay. always secure. So my uh, role is to make sure that uh, the workload that are being deployed are uh kind of secure, encrypted and cannot be messed around with from uh, any other entity. Hmm. So, I mean, uh, then let's let's talk about how does your typical work day look like? Like what are your KPIs? What is expected out of your job? So my normal day uh, is always starting with uh, in a cup, a cup of a good tea. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all about the meetings. It's all about understanding clients uh, requirement. Uh, the clients can range all the way from uh, a gaming company to mm. a financial institute or a transport company. Mm. And everyone comes with their own unique sense of uh, you know requirements. Um, and what are the requirements? Requirements basic, basically, you know, there are certain users who wants to uh, run a virtual desktop environment, right? Okay. So mm. the 
they don't own a computer they own a screen mm. and a mouse and the entire processing happens on aws's background so whatever they do and whatever information is being ingested how mm. that can be made secure mm. so there are how and what will make it secure is one part and another part is the rules that will uh, govern how much of security needs to be put into place this mm. rule is something called framework The, okay okay so different industries different uh, frameworks that means different modes of uh, or probably different techniques to secure your data mm mm-hmm. so typically i mean i would say that uh, typically you do have to interact with a lot of people and try to understand what they want which is a typical consultant job and then what are the technical skills that you need for your profile first of all you need curiosity like everything you know <laughs> germinates out of curiosity that okay because the clients varied from different different domains mm-hmm. uh there is no one solution fit, you know fits everyone mm. so you need to be made aware about certain uh, as i said that you know healthcare is different from your pan, uh, from your payment industry or financial fintechs mm. so you need to be made aware about uh, how these things are different at the basic level and what kind of uh security mechanism that will have to come into picture when you are addressing those needs so mm. once you are curious you are going to tend to learn more and mm. to tend to learn more you need to absorb more from the public domain so there are a lot of uh free tools available mm. that can be used uh on the internet uh to name a few udemy is good mm. youtube is fantastic mm. uh you can also listen to podcast like yourself there are a lot of engineers who does podcasting mm, okay if you want to go very technical into it uh amazon has a lot of white papers that explains detail about each of the protocol that is being deployed to secure workloads okay uh, and it is freely available and uh, any individual can j- just go to amazon's website and you can download the stuff from there all right so i mean would you say that um anybody who does not has an engineering background can also get into uh being a security consultant absolutely all you need is uh, a a curious mind and then there is a steps that you need to follow in order to pursue that thing so mm. i i won't say that you know someone who let's say is out from arts background or a commerce background can readily become a security you need to you know mature yourself into that particular line of mm. uh, you know of professional uh, side of security so you can start off by understanding what security means and then you can follow certain protocols and uh, then you can go for certifications and now what certification mm. gives you is a kind of a they are kind of a keys to a door yeah so they works as you know if you have that kind of certification people will take you a little bit more seriously than you know the people who do not yeah so i have my colleagues who are working who were scientists who were physicians who were uh, uh into uh, something like a science teacher mm. who ender ended up leaving the, those particular things from doctor to engineering mm. right you know those kind of uh, things are there yeah. uh, people are there who cha- like you know shift their careers on to becoming consultants not just into security but into uh, devops into infrastructure anything mm. that you want to be okay. right now we, we are living in a world which is not bounded by uh, degrees Your per degrees, se yeah. except yeah. medical <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But do you see this thing in the industry as well? Like people yes. are accepting of Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm. It, uh in in good companies, in bigger companies, any of the fang I would say, Facebook, mm. Apple, Amazon, Google, Netflix, mm. they all uh require you to 
understand uh, the technology per se and not your degrees people really that, because yeah. i was in an impression that they no. actually look into you know what college you have no uh, it, it might hold true for uh, certain uh, mid size companies let's say uh, consulting companies like accenture wipro tcs mm-hmm. stuff like that but as far as the bigger dogs are concerned you know they are not into that aspect of it they want to make sure so that's why you know when you are interviewing with any of these companies it is more of a behavioral and not you know technical per technical, se yeah yeah that's true hmm. so that's, that's why i would say that someone who is targeting wants to become if uh, crystal clear of what they want to achieve hmm. in their uh, you know work life uh, like professional life then hmm. i would say that focus on getting those uh, understanding of technology rather than focusing on if i let's say pass out from iits only then i can get into one of these hmm. all right so um for your personal journey so basically you did your bachelor's in electronics and communication yes okay and so then- i chose uh, uh my bachelor's in electronics and communication at the bit university in hmm. bellur tamil nadu hmm. so that was a unique experience for me because i was <laughs> from uh Uh, in the i was living my life in indore and before that it was in gujarat and then i went into mm-hmm. uh doing my engineering in tamil nadu which is a very different state i would say because of the change of languages right i mean mm-hmm. tamil is a very unique language it's a very beautiful language and it has a lot more deeper rooted meaning than probably one of our our spoke other spoken languages i would mm-hmm. say and what year was this this Didn't was 2004 okay So was ragging very common at that time uh so the, i was in a very sweet spot because i came from uh you know hostel a life in hostel so i knew how to address the ragging part of it secondly right. uh ragging was much more prevalent amongst the southern states so if you are let's say from tamil nadu or kerala or uh you know then it was andhra pradesh one hmm. then it would be those people would you know treat an individual from those particular states uh, okay. differently i mean now it's not that common i think uh, but yeah typically if you're going to an engineering college or also medicine i feel uh, you should be I kind of prepared <laughs> yes it is it is still common and i would rather say that you know please always you know uh, take these things into consideration because it is just going to open you up and you will feel a kind of an energy and you know a side of yourself that you yeah. did not know that existed and also take it lightly you know like i mean the more serious you make things the more serious they become so that goes with life right yeah. i mean the more serious you become uh, you know the more uh, tough it's going to get rather i would say that you know the serious word has to be replaced with something called sincere you take more mm-hmm. life sincerely or and your your uh, self sincerely rather yeah. than seriously yeah if you can make yourself laugh i think that is the best therapy yeah i uh, <laughs> that and, you will ever come across yeah for sure and i don't know i don't know where i heard this thing but if you can make fun of yourself so basically you are like the like nobody else can make fun of you because you can make a you can make fun of yourself so i think uh, taking yourself a little lightly would actually make things easier absolutely uh, perfect so um, perfect so then uh, you you did your bachelor's yeah my, then, did my bachelor's that i got placed at my in my third year itself uh, i went on to do two two years of my uh, work ex was with wipro mm-hmm. where i learned how to build data centers so that is okay. where the foundational of my journey lies in so i knew that uh, okay you know rather than people going on towards the development side coding stuff and all mm-hmm. i did not want to do at a certain point of time mm-hmm. at that point of time i was more on the you know the hardware kind of guy i would mm. used to like to build stuff that's why i said yeah. that you know in my schooling i did i did build radio i did yeah. build something you know mm. uh, so 
always wanted to do something hands on so uh, building data centers for fortune 500 companies or something that you know i i i got to do okay and yeah. how it works that mm. is what always you know made me curious so that mm. is that like you know i wanted to understand that how things work and that what more can can you understand rather than you know going into the very brick and foundation of building a data center mm. so i learned about so it was when you say data center is not just about plugging the cables and you know running those things and running algorithms mm. it is also about understanding the hvac system the how you control humidity temperature mm. air conditioning uh, all this stuff how it yeah. matters to the electronic circuitry how the temperature okay. changes mm. the processing power of a integrated circuit right mm. so that is where my background comes into picture mm. i knew about the electronics from electronics engineering yeah. that's why i would be able to understand more about how hvac impacts the data center performance yeah okay so mm. when you look back everything ties up together so connecting mm. dot, dot looking back it's rather easier mm. than while you're doing it at the same time yeah. while i was doing it i wanted to do the same thing but then it was also always hard right because you're stepping out of your comfort zone and was it also mon- monotonous or was it uh, interesting it was interesting for me because uh, the projects were different the technology was different the technology okay. shaping was different this mm. was the time when the cloud kind of uh, was in very Innovation. infancy mm. and people in india would not know about cloud at all this and is 2000 uh, 2008 2008 to 2011 yeah ish. Mm. so amazon was there back in states but they did not roll out uh, services for everyone outside the world, yeah. outside america and that is where uh, you know the bpo culture was raging back in india yeah. where every american european company would have a back end processing unit you know be it bank of back america credit suisse <laughs> barclays anything everyone had a back center uh, operation uh, back in india mm. okay nice nice okay so then your experience in wipro was back in india and then you two decided years. to do so then uh, wipro had this very cool thing of uh, taking a sabbatical after two years and mm. doing going to do your masters mm. so i did that exactly after like you know two years uh, in 2011 i decided to pursue my masters i thought that you know i i want to go a lot more technical mm. into how the things work on the electronic side of it so mm. i went on to do my masters in uh, microelectronics mm. with bits pilani mm. in dubai and that is where i learned uh, more about how you know integrated circuits are actually made and mm. what kind of engineering goes into it okay. and that is when i learned that uh, okay where i need to change directions in terms of going deep into engineering because that was a time where either i could go and do a phd mm. but i would rather focus something on the industrial application of the microelectronics mm. and uh, microelectronics also had a subject for uh, data transmission so that is where the i would coming back on the web technologies part of it mm. so that is where you know uh, how application worked and how it was processed on something called system on chip soc soc okay so mm. that is where it got me traction so my i did my thesis on um, an antenna that is built uh, onto the satellites Cool. So and how there, was the bits pilani experience in dubai it was nice it was different because first of it was the first time uh, i was outside india uh, doing you know learning something at mm. the same time i was i found myself in a space that you know i could do more mm. than just uh, academic so i i picked up a kind of a internship kind of a space mm. in which i was working with this company called gems education in one of their american schools mm. uh, and that taught me a 
create a lot more things in terms of global dynamism because Dubai is a city which houses near about 180 different nationalities. Wow, okay. And uh, you get to work with so many different kind of people. And then I was working with this uh, really cool American dude. Uh, <laughs> and he was the head of uh, ICT, uh, in, mm. uh, Information and Computer Science Technologies. So I went to... One on one side, I was learning engineering. On the other side, I was applying, uh, you know, parts of engineering into day to day life. I was helping them uh, rebuild uh, infrastructure for schools. Okay, uh, nice. And so you have also worked in Dubai. Yes. So after my uh, my gig with this educational institutes, I went and joined uh, Fly Dubai, which is a sister mm. entity of Emirates Airlines. Mm. And there you were working there as? There I was working as a security and solution architect. Now, okay. I wasn't working from the day one. as a security. I joined them as a network engineer. Mm. So this was the time when Fly Dubai itself was in infancy um, in terms of um, airline. Okay. And that was the time when I, when I joined them, we were building our own something called PSS, a passenger service system. Mm-hmm. So that is that is something like an e-commerce platform, but in turn, like very, very complicated in terms of handling uh, how the ticketing works. Yeah, okay. And the route planning comes into picture, mm-hmm. the, uh, the kind of permissions that you get because we are dealing international traffic here, mm-hmm. different countries, different geography, different political structure, mm-hmm. everything has to be fit, factored in, right? So all those things goes into building this passenger service system. And mm-hmm. my role there was to provide them the infrastructure to host that services mm-hmm. so i got to experience that i built mm-hmm. that thing from ground up mm-hmm. that that is where my role from network engineer changed into a solution architect later on and okay. solution and security mm-hmm. and where security comes into picture is because uh fly dubai belongs to this niche category of uh product that is owned by a government which is super critical okay mm-hmm. okay so um i mean it in general, it sounds very, very technical to me, to be very honest. Like, um, it is very obviously technical. you have to get into a lot of detail to be, to be able to understand how this whole thing is working. Uh, but then in terms of the work culture, so because you've worked in India and you've worked in Dubai now, like right now we are talking about Dubai's experience. Do you see any changes in the... A lot of changes. So um, now here I'm going to be a little bit more brutal in terms of, you know, how the <laughs> things are going to progress. In India, you know, we have a mentality of slogging. So, you know... What matters is the work needs to be done. Mm. It has to be finished. Doesn't matter what the timeline is. Doesn't mm. matter. That's why we have this caustic culture, you know, toxic culture of uh, getting things done at maybe weekends or maybe, you mm. know. And uh, historically, looking back at any of the civilization, I'm not just talking about modern 21st, 21st century. Even you talk about Romans, you know, things get built when you take work very very seriously here i'm mm. not using sincerely because there is a change in the dynamics of this words mm. when you take work seriously that means you get things done doesn't matter what is the structure of the human resource that is being deployed to do mm. so when the romans built rome the beautiful aspect of it they did not care it is day or night they just made sure that it has to be done mm. If they worked from 9 to 5, I don't think Rome could have been built. The same goes for modern-day Europe or America. America of 1960s and 70s was much more productive. Even In fact, if you take about, think about, or you can check out the reports online that the average age of retirement, I think in 1940s, was near about 80 years old. Mm. Then the modern-day age of 60 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So this changes. So 
while working in india it was always like you know works first and mm. as an individual coming right out of the college you are much more dedicated because there was nothing else to do yeah mm. else to do there mm. is no personal life that you need to manage right mm. over that you tend to put in 12 hours 14 hours 15 hours and don't worry about you know is it weekend or weekday yeah. or anything yeah. so that kind of you know if you don't work hard in the first 10 years of your life you would not understand the next 30 35 years of your life in order to get into that particular discipline mm. so yes india kind of taught me that particular aspect of it mm. the slogging of it uh, dubai kind of continued it mm. dubai has this culture of uh, you know because it is a mix of both east and west mm. you get to deal with both the good stuff and the bad stuff mm. the slogging comes along but also you will get to rejoice more because you know there are things that uh, you get paid for it mm. india you don't get paid for it mm. you tend to put in a lot more effort but you don't get to get to paid for it and here you can claim the extra hours or yeah. you can you can use those facilities to your own advantage and typically you also get paid a higher yes definitely at least right? you know you get uh, earlier like when i was there i would say 5 to 10 times depending upon your profession yeah uh, you get yeah. paid so much so that you and it's like uh, if somebody wants to get into dubai is it like so your mood was basically through education but if somebody yes so right now it has, dubai is kind of a place which want to attract it works on the mechanism of recycled uh, younger generation mm. so people who are young they want to go to dubai because of dubai offers them the luxury it offers yeah. them job it offers them the kind of uh, comfortness so everyone would like to go there in 20s and 30s mm. and all live there till at least 40s yeah and once they are done you know with that kind of lifestyle they would like to go and migrate to a place where there is much more stability much mm. more peace and much more like the life is at ease so people mm. tend to either go from europe uh, from dubai to europe to australia to canada uh or is, probably america <laughs> is that what brought you to germany absolutely yeah so uh, <laughs> in while uh, job was interesting uh, but it was also monotonous mm. because dubai is is again on the retail aspect of it there is not much things at your disposal in terms of it's a very small market mm. right uh, so there's every, when it's a retail i means the customer base is very singular mm. you don't have uh, various different entities looking for different kind of solutions so when i say different entities in in well i'm sitting in europe my target audience varies from highest uh, paying banks to largest uh, automotive entities to the startup culture to mm. you know a uh, lot of restaurant chains mm-hmm. this kind of stuff dubai has only singular market they mm-hmm. want to sell stuff yeah but there mm-hmm. are not many who goes the money doesn't go into just into selling that also goes into research that also comes into building you know bigger stuff yeah. so there are only minuscule amount of entities that pays you well over there like mm-hmm. banks and you know their government sectors mm-hmm. but uh, the startup is is booming right now but mm-hmm. there's not much money in terms of research i would say mm-hmm. that would let's say when uh, corona hit bio biotech or pfizer or any other companies that went into the research mode mm-hmm. they needed that kind of infrastructure mm. and that did not exist in in middle east because the economy does not support that kind of mm. but it did exist in america it did exist in europe mm. so that is where you know the dynamics that, changes yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i also feel that in, in my area of work um as well but i actually want to get into a lot more details but keeping the time in mind <laughs> i would actually want to understand like uh do you see any challenges while you're working in this space 
challenge is just one word that you know it will keep throwing at you every part of your life so while i was in college <laughs> it was challenges was about passing certain difficult subjects and uh, you know getting go- those grades to make sure you know you are eligible for the placements then mm. while you are working the challenges is about okay what is next around the corner where you know what is next that i will be looking to mm. this this particular set of knowledge is limited mm. and it will only last about certain amount of time mm. so let's assume if i stayed in wipro doing the same stuff mm. i might not be relevant today yeah so this challenge is something that is always going to keep popping up mm. every 6 months depending upon your nature if you want to stay still it is going to be uh, maybe 2 years 3 years if you are hyper excited like me it is always going to be like 15 days <laughs> or a month yeah. you know that a new something is going to pop up and then you know the learning goes back yeah and then you have to redo the entire thing of how you were you know understanding a situation yeah so basically for you like the biggest challenge at the moment is being relevant like you always want yes. to be in the space where you are your knowledge is relevant to and it again depends upon the personality of an individual mm-hmm. uh, so i it is not just my profession that i, I you know want to be relevant to i would uh, rather say that i would be relevant to the dynamics of my day to day life yeah and that changes because i uh, there is a change in the people that i interact with mm-hmm. and it is not just the professional people uh, mm-hmm. i interact with my friends i interact with my my cousins my niece mm-hmm. ne- my nephews mm-hmm. they are much more tech, uh, you know my tech niece and tech savvy mm-hmm. and to understand their lingo and to make sure that you know i can with them as well yeah uh so i need to make sure that you know i stay ahead of the cultural revolution that is also happening at the same time yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think that's that's how life is today i mean if you do not want to stay relevant then you're kind of out of the game right and exactly. then that happens pretty soon so i think it's something that everybody should look forward to yeah. perfect thank, thank you, so, you much. so much rishi it was a wonderful conversation yeah. i hope you also enjoyed uh Absolutely. talking the about the pleasure <laughs> is of all mine uh,